Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Springer. I've got better things to do tonight than die, like listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Transformers, the movie. It is the year 2005, and a mysterious planet threatens to devour the galaxy. Conceived in the epic tradition of Star Wars, this spectacular animated adventure stars Leonard Nimoy as Galvatron, Robert Stack as Ultra Magnus, Judd Nelson as Hot Rod, and Eric Idle as the Junkion Warrior Rekgar. And at film's end, when the monstrous planet Unicron, played by Orson Welles, reveals its long-held secret by transforming into the most gigantic robot ever, you'll know you have been watching a movie that is destined to bring back audiences again and again. In the summer of 1986, the most exciting adventure in the universe is on planet Earth. Transformers, the movie. It's rough out there, kid. Holy crap, it's the TFG1 podcast. That's right, folks. We're back, and we are recording this August 8th, 2021. I am, of course, TFG1 Mike. Joining me is TV's Mr. Neil. Hello, sir. Oh, shit. What are we going to do now? Uh, well, we're being sucked into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, not even uh, Wheelie could save that 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 trip. Oh, <laughs> can we sacrifice Wheelie? <laughs> <laughs> so this is not technically the first new episode of the TFG1 podcast because we've had several episodes. We just haven't been, you know, whatever. They've mainly been crossovers with all things Transformers. But this is the first new one that's dedicated to the TFG1 feed. And we're here because, as I said, August 8th, 2021, it is now 35 years since Transformers, or I should say, The Transformers, The Mo- I, I just like calling it Transformers, The Movie. I, Everyone I, called it that. It makes so much more, like, I get it, that's the name of the show. The show is The Transformers, I understand that, but TTFTM just doesn't sound right. I think they they had to put the the in there for trademark reasons. Maybe because it's it's the logo, so they had to have it in there. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So we've done celebratory things for this film for the last thirteen years that the podcast has been around. The last twelve years that the Geekcast Radio Network has been around. There are several commentary tracks that we've done for it over the years. I think usually like. 
I think we did one once the 20th, 20th anniversary, maybe the 25th. I know the 30th. We did a commentary for it. We've done all kinds of celebratory things for this for for this animation masterpiece. <laughs> and now in 4K and Blu-ray Ultra from Shout Factory. Well, this calls for a celebration. Yes, yes it does. <laughs> Let me ask you since you're tech even though we've been working together for years now, you're technically new to this specific podcast, and this is the podcast that I started with way back when in 2008. What What is your experience with this movie from as a child to now? Well, when I first saw it, my sister took me to see the movie because I wasn't driving yet. I was quite a number of years away from that. And we went walking up to the theater, and there were uh, duck print, a uh, duck footprints painted on the walkway up to the theater for Howard the Duck and we just kind of laughed and said ah, no saw the Transformers and was blown away by the awesome uh, animation the soundtrack all the uh, the shocking deaths that happened in the movie and oh my god the swearing and mm-hmm. um, and then I saw it once and then didn't see it again until like the uh, I'll do the finger quotes season five with the puppet Optimus Prime. And then it was quite a number of years after that, because all I had was like a VHS copy of the broadcast mm-hmm. after that. And it was a number of years after that before I even got the the DVD. Mm-hmm. Never saw, ever saw a uh, a VHS copy of it. Um, only got, I think it was like Rhino that put out the first DVD of it. I had that yep. for a number of years. And then I got the 20th anniversary, and that's the version that I have to this day. I'm going to tell you right now, you should, whether it's digitally or or physically, for physical media, you should invest in the 30th anniversary because it is the, outside of the new 30, 35th one, it is the best standard slash high def slash whatever you want to call it. It's the best version. Yeah, it's, and the co- I think, I believe the color of the 20th, or the 20th anniversary was like, a bit oversaturated because it was at that time they were like, oh, we could just crank up the colors and they didn't realize they were ruining the film. Yes. Yes, that's that's not good. Don't do that, yeah. folks. Don't don't ruin the film. So, like, somebody else got a hold of it and said, no, that's not the way this is supposed to look. Yeah. I mean, uh, Hot Rod is pink, but he's not that pink. <laughs> he's magenta. Yes. Is what he is. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a combination. Ugh. Well, maybe you can find the. Th- maybe you're better off purchasing it digitally. But I'm looking Probably. at it. Uh, oh, that's for the Steel Book. That's what the Steel Book is fifty dollars on on Amazon. I'm, oh Jesus! You just need the the actual regular thing. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean. It's, God, 35 years. I cannot believe that it's been that long. Yeah, man. Yeah, I did not. I have seen this in theaters, but I did not see this in theaters when it came out. I was six years old at the time. I remember seeing this in the format of season five with Tommy and Power Master Optimus Prime and Mm -hmm. all of that and thinking, oh, we, like, because I had somehow I had skipped 
my my childhood, and I honestly don't remember if I've told this story before. Right. Yeah, I, I've been podcasting for 13 years, folks. I can barely remember 13 minutes ago, let alone 13 years ago. Uh, I remember seeing Return of Optimus Prime. I do not remember seeing Rebirth until somewhere, I want to say, somewhere between 90 and 92. Because I caught the VHS at a video store or something. So I saw Return of Optimus Prime, and then I saw Season 5, quote, unquote. And Mm. I'm like, oh, well then. All right. Yeah, I remember... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. (laughs) I'll, I'll, I'll get through this really quick. So I remember, like, seeing the power master Optimus prime season. And then one day I wake up cause I'm watching it anyway. One day I wake up and in my sleepy haze, I'm like, what episode is this? I, <laughs> this doesn't look right. And then, and then I realize, you know, Ironhide and ratchet are getting murdered. I'm like, oh, it's the movie. So like, <laughs> the next time I paid attention to like how many episodes or what episode order they were in. And then like, as soon as I knew it was coming up, it was like record. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And I remember after I had seen it, I had always tried to, this was somewhere around, like I said, somewhere at this point when I was trying to do this, it was somewhere between like 91 and 93. I had all, as a kid, I fascinated with audio and cassettes and LPs and records and all that and everything else. But also as a kid, I wanted, I've always been an audiophile to the point where I need to listen to the stuff. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I need to watch it, but I'm legally blind. I was born with optic atrophy with nystigmatism. So literally, I'm, as a kid in the 80s and 90s, I'm sitting literally like five inches away from the, like my, my nose is almost to the TV screen, essentially, kind of thing. And I've had glasses over the years, and they work sometimes, and then sometimes they don't work, and whatever. But it's just one of those things where I'm an audiophile. So as a kid, I tried to record via cassette recorder the audio for this movie and never got a clean cassette audio Mm. version of this because either i coughed i sneezed my mom yelled at like mom i'm trying to record the transformers and she's like Like, what what'd you say (laughs) yeah i didn't hear you what'd you say i didn't hear you like oh goddamn stop i i forget i honestly i honestly forget which episode oh i think wow Okay, so we know there's cursing in the movie, and the reason why the cursing in the movie is because to get the PG rating at yeah. the time. Yada, 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 whatever. It's kind of funny in, in modern perspective. Yeah, you would think, considering the, everything that's in modern movies now. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, I had a – there was an episode of season three, or it might have been re- – I, I don't know. I was over at my aunt's house one day, and I'm watching it and watching it and enjoying it and whatever. All of a sudden, one of them says something, and she's like, did that robot just say ass? Oh, my God. Like, she's real, yeah, you know, Christian, <laughs> and oh, my God, you can't say shit. You can't say damn. If you said hell, you're going to hell. And 
whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because I know it wasn't the movie. Because it was, no. I want to say it was, and this is so silly, because this would I think this, yeah, this would have been season two, not season three. It, I think it was a prime problem. Or whichever one where, where the illustrious Peter Cullen is Optimus Prime. Oh, a booby trap that actually catches boobies. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least the Transformers wasn't as bad as the Simpsons when the Simpsons came out. They're yeah. like, oh, oh, the parents groups back then. Oh, boy. Well, well, the funny thing now is that uh, I'm not sure that the casual swearing in this movie would even like push it past the G nowadays. But yeah. uh, I think the violence would make it a hard R. <laughs> Because there were, there's yeah. like, there's some, uh, there's some robots getting slaughtered in this movie. Yes, I mean nobody's ripping off anybody's face, but no. it's you know it's it's kind of still the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dig this movie. I've always dug this movie. I'm as of this recording, I've been rewatching it throughout the day today on August eighth, twenty twenty one, to kind of you know, celebrate the day. And plus I'm preparing for the top 100 Transformers characters countdown. So if I need cups, you know, calling hot rod, a turbo revving young punk, I'm going to go to obviously where, where, where it is. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those movies that I can every, I don't watch it all that often. I really don't. Uh, but every now and then I get the itch to watch it and it's like, Hmm, this like I said, I have the 30th anniversary Shout Factory digital copy edition on uh, on Vudu, and I'm like watching it today, and I'm like, oh my god, this looks so good. I wish this looked this good for 35 years ago, and now it can look this good as <laughs> kind of thing because Shout Factory just released the 35th anniversary 4K Blu-ray disc edition and literally this release so the last release the 30th anniversary had Livio Remondelli on the art for the cover and everything else this time around they have Matt Ferguson uh, as the artist for the for the cover and everything else and this version's all about Hot Rod and Galvatron it's all mm. about Rodimus and Galvatron <laughs> and the the blu-ray disc is like the inside of the logo when they transition at the beginning of the movie, and you mm-hmm. go inside of the the O. I think it's the Owen movie. Yeah, and the main disc, the the widescreen UHD disc, is basically Hot Rod opening the Matrix. It's a close up on his. What I do like about this 35th anniversary set, though, is uh, the background behind the discs and behind the little pouch that they include with some art cards, which is like. Optimus about to say, you know, the famous line, one shall stand. It's that scene where he's standing there waiting for Megatron. Mm-hmm. One card is um, Hot Rod holding, you know, the Matrix choosing the right leader uh, for once uh, kind of thing. But the background <laughs> of, of, of the set, of, of the image that they have here is basically Unicron uh, coming out of wherever he's coming out of going towards... Uh, I forget the name of that. All as I remember is Obelisk. Look, look, it's Unicron. I forget yeah. what the name of the damn planet is. The, the planet does have a name, but it's never mentioned in the movie. It's in the comic, I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like Lithone or something. Yeah, something like that. No, man. I just, it's, 
I can just sit here and watch, and I don't even have to. I can just sit here and I'll be writing so, like I'm about to script part five of the top 100 uh, character countdown for Transformers for GCRN. So I'm sitting here and I'm all of a sudden I'm I'm you know quoting Daniel and Spike. How I don't have a gun. Use your exosuit. I got to a point where I could <laughs> I could just close my eyes and like basically play the movie in my head because yeah. Yeah, it was it was such it was such a long period of time where I didn't have access to the movie that once I had it, I like watched it like almost constantly for like a couple years. And then I I reached a point where I had seen the movie more times than I had seen any episode. (laughs) So now it went from being the rarest story that that G1 had to the one that I saw the most. Yep. Yeah, and now it's just like I don't even need to watch this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always fun to go back and yeah, and relive the the awesomeness. Now, back in I want to say 2018 is when it happened. They did the first ever one night only theatrical run since the original release, I believe. Right. And Karen and I went to that and it was based off of it was yeah, it was based off the thirtieth anniversary release. Oh, it was so good to see it in the theater. It was so good to just see this on a big screen mm-hmm. for once in my life. And I say that because I know next month they are doing it again for another one night only event. It's another one of the Fathom Events things. And probably what they've done is the same thing they did, you know, two, two, three, however many years between last year. I I can't keep track of years anymore, folks. Uh, Back in 2018, I'm sure that was the 30th. I'm I'm damn sure that was the 30th anniversary version from Shout. And I'm sure that they'll use this new 35th anniversary 4K Blu-ray, whatever it is that they're going to use. And... I would like to go, but I don't have to go because I've already seen it. And if I really, really want to watch it, I can just pull it up on on my computer and just, you know, have that private moment. After all, I don't want to subject my... I have to say it this way, folks. You've heard the story in other podcasts. I don't want to subject my ex-wife to more Transformers that she doesn't care about, which is fine. <laughs> it's fine. We each have our own things. It's okay. It's not that big a deal. Are you dragging me to see this loud movie? Yeah. <laughs> really? I mean, mm. I mean, it is loud, but it's not that loud. Well, it's like wall-to-wall heavy metal. It's uh, true. It's a lot of lots of explosions and screaming, and uh, very true. Yeah. I, so I'm watching it today, and I'm like, wait a minute, how is that possible? So I'm watching the final scene because I'm trying to get – I was actually trying to get the screenshot, which I did get it, and it's a screenshot that I know you hate because you're not one of the people that actually enjoy Rodimus Prime's alt mode, which is fine. That's mm. whatever, Mr. Space Winnebago, whatever. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Barf and, Ice Cream Truck. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm just waiting for Barf and, and Lone Star to show up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm watching the, the the final scene when he opens the Matrix. He opens the Matrix, it destroys everything in Unicron. We see Unicron's yeah. brain explode. See his brain explode. Mm-hmm. And yet 
like five seconds later, you cannot destroy my destiny. His Do we know it was his brain? <laughs> Just a cluster of monitors, I, and who are they for anyway? I, I don't. I I want to assume that it's his brain, and I have not actively asked Flint and Dilly. Or anyone. I've not asked Flint. I've not asked Ron Friedman or anybody about it. But I, what else would it be? Yeah. You 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 have to show a, a planet. You know, you have to show this giant transformer and how he is seeing things without actually showing him at the forefront of the movie. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, him looking into you know, his monitors or whatever he's doing and, and seeing that the matrix is being passed and letting, Oh no, it's going to get me. Ah. And then of course, jettison some waiter. I'll never make it to Cybertron. Yeah. Or Astro train. So again, I, it's a little nitpick thing. It was just something I noticed today. Like I, I've never really put too much thought into it, but I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, there's like a lot of stuff in this movie that's really not meant to be thought about. Like, oh, like no. the gra- gravity in space, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. And it's like that, uh, you know, for a cartoon in the 80s, they weren't really thinking about what those monitors represented. They were just like, we need some sort of visual representation of what he's thinking. So we'll just draw this thing and that'll be it. And I so. think on my end, it's more because... <laughs> I almost did have my brain pop out of my head two years ago. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's that kind of thing where since I started this podcast 13 years ago, I found out that for the longest time, I don't even remember when it started, but I've always had headaches and always this and always that. And I started to look into it and go to doctors and whatever else and ended up at one of the hospitals downtown Chicago at the time. And oh, yeah. You have hydrocephalus, and if you don't have surgery, like, Monday, if this continues, you're br- literally, the doctor, the surgeon said my brain was two inches away from popping out of my skull. Ooh. So that's why, <laughs> yeah, a lot of excess fluid, a lot. Basically, you look into Tim Conway's death, he died of hydrocephalus. So, yeah, I was... And it happened at the same time that I was about to go into surgery. And I'm like, yeah, so anything with the brain nowadays, it, it gives me extra heebie-jeebies kind of thing. Because I'm like, anytime I don't care who you are. I don't care what kind of headache you have. I don't care what caused it. Go get it checked out if it continues. Because it could honestly be something that you don't know. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, Unicron's brain explodes. He still talks. It's okay. Yeah. I guess they had to get one last line in before, sadly. Well, he has many lines yet in the series. So. <laughs> well, not by Orson, he doesn't. <laughs> well, no, but well, they were, there were two reasons why they weren't going to get Orson Welles back. One, he's too expensive. And two, he was dead. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't mean to laugh. The man's death is not a funny thing, but. Yeah, in fact, he, the, he was. I remember, like, somebody figured out how long after he recorded his lines he died. It was, like, a matter of days. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I've heard interviews with Flint Dilly. I've heard interviews with Susan Blue and a couple other people. They said it was less than a week. Wow. From the time he finished recording 
to the time that he actually died. And, and is, the only reason they know this is because he was talking to his publicist on the day. Yep. And they figured out what day that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very sad. Yeah. What is your favorite scene in this film? Oh, uh, probably uh, the rebirth of Megatron into Galvatron. <laughs> Just because it's such a cool animated scene. It's such a... It's such an 80s anime thing. Yes. Uh, which is the only good anime. It's all in the 80s. Which I do count among it uh, Transformers, Inspector Gadget, and all those. So it's not just like, it's not just like uh, you know, uh, Robotech. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's a good scene. There's lots of good scenes in this movie. All the, I, I just love the animation in general because it's mm-hmm. uh, it's their movie department they had over in Japan that did it. So that's why it was like a huge step up from the uh, from the from the TV series. Yeah. So yeah, but that's that's got to be the one that's the best just because it's such it's such a dark scene, but it's also really colorful and just you know just really cool. Yeah, and the music's good. Oh, the music's amazing. Yeah, that whole that whole scene. They're actually I don't know how far I don't think you're collecting action figures these days. If you are, I don't no. ever hear okay, so anyway. I, I admire the new action figures, but I'm like, I don't have money for this. Right. Absolutely. That's that's fine. It's not that big of a deal. Um, but the point is they have these new red figures, robot enhanced design. They're essentially non transforming figures. Uh, and they are doing one based on Megatron's, basically his transformation kind of thing. So he's all like pinkish, purplish, and it's got the grid design on half oh, of his leg. Awesome. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll send you a link uh, here in a little while. But yeah. um, I did a comic book cover based on that once. Did a parody of it. Cool. Yeah. You know this this movie uh, Transformers the movie. It's not what I. It is and it isn't what I remembered as a kid because as a kid I was really screwed up and I want to say there was a version where Hot Rod actually did get the Matrix first. And no, I'm not thinking of a comic book or anything like that. And whatever, I don't. I, I somebody told me a weird story when I was a kid, and obviously that's not true. But anyway. Like he really instead instead of just handing it to Magnus, he's like, "No, mine, mine." Yeah. And then they just roll credits because that's the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my favorite scene, I have to say, even though I always nowadays, and it's only because of the the people who who actively are like, Rodimus sucks. And when I say actively, I mean like or act sometimes, sometimes not everybody, but sometimes actively in my face about it. And I'm like, okay, sure, that's your opinion. Great, you're wrong, but that's your opinion. Just like you know, <laughs> I'm wrong on plenty of things, but I still have my opinions. But it's one of those things where if I have to pick a scene that was done so well, besides what you picked. I got to say Prime's dismount from the ship and his run to meet Megatron his whole truck run and Where you know he basically kills all the Decepticons by himself. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like buy thrust, see insecticons, uh, you know. Oh man, I love and it's not just because of Stan Bush's the touch which which is obviously what plays there, but it, just that scene of, you know, we we saw Optimus for two whole seasons be in action, but when this movie starts off, he's He's on Moon Base One, basically mm-hmm. being a he's <laughs> he's basically the Nick Fury of Transformers. <laughs> he's basically directing everybody. That's fine, kind of thing. And I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be good." And I, I am fully in the camp of Optimus's death is his own damn fault. You are so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So, what was he supposed to do, Mike? Was he supposed to just shoot Megatron in the face? Yes! That's called a war crime. We have a Geneva Convention that says you do not shoot a surrendering, unarmed a combatant. First of and all... When we're, I know we're talking about a movie, about a cartoon movie about robots, but there are human beings who wrote this movie who believed that, and they're right. Yes, yes, but... Here, but the thing of it is, is he had every opportunity, even when Megatron stabbed him in the headlight. You know, when he stabs him in the lower abdomen part and he's holding it, you know, whatever. It's like he had every opportunity to take out the Decepticon leader. And there's even a line in the series where he's like, we're the only ones that can stop them or something. It's from, uh, I forget which episode it's from but again. <laughs> uh, uh, go ahead. But I'm talking about like when he actually had a clean shot at Megatron, he cannot yeah. shoot him in That's... that moment. And besides, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but Rod hot rod has three gun turrets on each arm. <laughs> he sees Megatron going for the gun. See, the problem is Optimus doesn't see the gun, so he can't morally, he cannot shoot. Yeah. But Rodimus sees it. Or Hot Rod, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, why doesn't Hot Rod just shoot him instead of, or like even shout, "Hey, he's got a gun!" Instead of like running into the scene. See, I was going to come in this like, like <laughs> actually, Mike, it's a little ambiguous. It might be his fault, might not. And then I was like, I was looking at him like, no, actually, it is his fault. He he could have, Hot Rod could have shot at Megatron and stopped him, but instead he's like, wait, stop. Well, yes, he did try to tackle him kind of thing. But I I do think that it's more, the intent is more of an ambiguity thing that like, yeah, like the intent is that Hot Rod doesn't know how it would have turned out if he hadn't done that. Yeah. If maybe he would have like just let things go as they went, like would Optimus still have died? He doesn't know. So he's, it's kind of this burden on his mind, but it's really, it's really not to say that it's his fault. It's just to say that he might be a cog in this thing that caused prime's death. And that's, that's all it's really was really was ever meant to meant to symbolize. I don't, I don't, I don't believe this thing that like Rodimus caused prime to die. But I do think that especially in terms of telling the story, it's a vital component of the story that he has to bear something from that scene. And I think there's a very real way you could show that. Yeah. I think the problem is with the whole scene, though. Yeah. And the reason why some people say that it's all Optimus's death is all his own fault 
is because there's a point in there where he actually goes away and gets his rifle to come back. Mm-hmm. You don't leave the battle. Like, if you if you have the upper hand, you don't leave. Well, Megatron, was he wasn't going anywhere. He's laying face down. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's a whole and Oh, my God. These people now. It's so weird what we argue about when it comes to this movie. Yeah. And I say argue in a friendly kind of way, because honestly, as you said, it's a cartoon made 35 years ago with fictional characters. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the real world here, folks. There's a thread on Twitter of people trying to figure out what color Hot Rod is supposed to be. I think and from I'll- a production point of view, I think, and preservation, I think there is a a valid reason to care about the color, mm-hmm. but I think that I also think that the current version has it right anyway. So yeah, uh, no it's like problem the, solved. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, and that, and that's what I said. See, that's, that's the problem there. So people are trying to use the, I guess the original. So apparently in the 20th anniversary version, the Sony version, the widescreen, because that came in widescreen and full screen, the mm-hmm. widescreen has one color. The full screen has another color. One is magenta pink, sort of, and one is red. I never noticed that. I think maybe because I only watched one disc. Right. Um, Exactly. Yeah, I know he's absolutely not supposed to be red. (laughs) I don't know why that happened. Yeah, he's not supposed to be, like, red, red until the very... Okay, so, again, as as I mentioned, I have the, the screenshot of, you know, his final form... Right before Spike and Daniel get inside of him. The back... You know what I mean. I know. You snickered. Uh, The back of him is kind of reddish thing, whereas his front is still magenta-ish. But it's like, really? and And I even said to some of these people, I'm like, look... This is from the 30th anniversary edition, the Shout Factory edition, and I share. I, I freaking love Shout Factory. Like I don't ever remember seeing this, but I took a screen cap of the scene where he is underwater trying to save Cup, and uh, <laughs> it's the scene where he's going to shoot at the at the squid or the octopus or where I assume mm-hmm. it's a squid because the squid uses ink to get away. Mm-hmm. He goes to shoot. It's right before you, it's right before or right after you see the fire. Yeah, I, can, I know. I can see the bubbles. I can see the underwater bubbles in front of him. And I'm like, that's amazing. Oh, it's just the little things, I guess, folks. Yeah. It's amazing what you can see in old movies that have been transferred to <laughs> yeah. high definition. And you're like, wow, that was impossible to see in 480i on my old TV. Yeah. Like, literally impossible. <laughs> Some things that pop up in old movies that you didn't see before. I, I'm like, I know there's stuff in, like, uh, King Kong and Wizard of Oz that you absolutely could not see on VHS. But yeah. on but on Blu-ray, it's like, holy shit. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's <laughs> really crazy. And I think that's great. I think it's awesome. I think it's fun. Yeah. 
Uh, and I just, this movie, it, well, like we already said, it is so quotable. We practically know it by heart. It's a movie that people, that people, it either brings people together or it forces them onto opposite sides of, of certain things like, you know, bottomless rules, you know, obviously not everybody's going to agree with me. Some people will, but <laughs> Well, I dislike him more in season three. In the movie, he's fine. Like as as, I think Transformers the movie would been would have been an excellent finale. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> in season three, I'm like, I don't think I like this guy anymore. I you know I don't know. It, it's one of those things where he's a young, growing leader. He doesn't have like he didn't. He didn't come with the Matrix MacGuffin filled up with all millions of years of wisdom. He emptied it, remember? (laughs) Optimus did. He's like, you are never getting this Matrix again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and Couldn't you leave a little bit more in there, uh, Prime? Nope. Nope. Gotta drain it all out. Yeah. So many characters in that, like, I'm really surprised going back today and watching this, just how many care besides the new characters, like, of the old characters, like, and I know everyone's going to say, oh, it's just a sign. And it is. It was to them. But, again, these writers and these story uh, editor people and, and everything, you know, they had to make sense of a story for this. Mm-hmm kind of thing and they had to do this and they had to do that and they had to figure out you know it's kind of like may the man rest in peace kind of like when david wise was talking about rebirth where rebirth initially was supposed to be five parts and then they're like yeah no we don't have enough money cut it down to three Mm. okay how am i gonna fit 120 new characters into three episodes oh they they get they each get like 5.27 seconds on screen so we know who they are Mm. whatever but this movie man i just it's just so fun and so many 80s voice actors. Now that movie is kind of like a who's who of of like who's died in. Oh. So I'm just it's like every year I, I, know. I it's like oh someone else from the movie died. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not good. Yeah. Um, well, I know time passes, but Yeah. It's just Yeah. I don't know something about like the 80s you know, when we're like nine or ten or six, we don't like we think it's just going to be like this all the time, and like we don't realize just how finite uh, life really is. And then, yeah, you know, it's like it's like wow, like you know, it's like all these people that uh, we thought would be around forever, like would just they just disappear. Like Chris Lotta, I mean, he was one of the not the first, but one of the first people from this movie to uh, expire. Yes. And of course, uh, Roger C. Carmel before him. And of course, Orson Welles. But like, uh, Chris oh. Lotta's death was just like, wow. I don't know why that hit oh, me so not- hard, but I was like really surprised to hear when he died, like in the, what was it, like 93, 94? Yeah, something like that. It was 94, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Your, 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 your talk here of all the deaths, of all the actual, sadly, actor deaths. My God! Plus, we don't realize just how old some of them were. Like, uh, yeah, 
um, Scatman Crothers. I didn't like, I never knew who he was. Um, I'm like, Oh, it's, I knew him as the voice of Hong Kong Fooey, but I didn't know who he was until like, well, after he died. Yeah. I never saw the shining. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's wow. And nearly half the cast is gone. Mm-hmm. Between Scatman and, well, like we've already mentioned, Orson Welles and Lada. Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem and, um, oh, oh, geez. Uh, Stack. Stack is gone. Robert Stack, yeah. Yeah, Robert Stack. Lionel Stander. Lionel Stander. Uh, and again, I, I, as you said, I think Lionel was, was pretty up there in age at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. but I, I, I look at this movie and I think, holy crap! You know, he, oh, Leonard Nimoy, friggin' Galvatron's yes, gone. Yes. Galvatron and Unicron are both gone. And, you know, just oh my god! Just and the other Rodimus Prime, uh, forget Dick his Godier. name. Yeah, yeah, he's he's gone. From season three, he's gone. But I look at this and I'm like, I enjoy this so much, and and it. it, it all of those actors, even though to some of them, this to some like Leonard Nimoy, I bet this was. Yes, I'm sure he put everything he could into it, mm-hmm. but again, it's just a job. It was like he wasn't already on the show, or he wasn't this, or wasn't that. And I don't know. I can't speak for the guy. Maybe one day I'll get an interview with his son or something and ask him about it, and if he ever, if his, if Leonard ever said anything to Adam about about mm-hmm. this experience. But it's just one of those things where. Even though this was a job for them, not necessarily to them, but a job for them to act out what they did, what they gave us, and the lasting impression it's made on all of us. Anyone who is anyone who is old enough, I want to say from the age of 5 to 12, I want to say, because sometimes when you're 13... And you forget which year a show came out because, you know, you've been waking and baking for the past two decades. Sorry. Wrong wrong show. 83 Smith, 83, not 81. Anyway, uh, it's just one of those things where this touched us, whether we cried in our closets or whether we, you know, oh, my God, Optimus. Again, this is one of those early moments, early, you know, like, like you said, it's one of those early things of teaching children of the 80s that characters and people expire they die we're not going to be here forever and you know i always anybody can say what they want about daniel in season three because daniel was an annoying little kid in season three he had one good line (laughs) two heads are better than one cyclonus and that wasn't until uh that that wasn't until rebirth but anyway you know Mm. that moment at the end of prime's death scene when basically daniel buries his head in in the robot's hand like that's a good that's a good scene yeah yeah, that's a scene that like oh this affects as a kid you recognize that Yep. Where you're crying so hard that you're not even making a sound. And it's something that only children do. Yep. Absolutely. This movie, folks. Transformers the movie. It's so good. It is so fun. Between, like we said, all the animation stuff. 
the remastered versions, the, the, the good versions of it now, the high-def versions, the Blu-rays, the 4Ks, the whatever. Mm-hmm. Between that, the music, not, not just the music, not just the Stan Bush or the Kick-Axe or Spectre General. Oh, what in the hell? I know they were on Jericho's podcast saying that they the, the record label basically told them they had to change their name. That's yeah, the it was dumbest. some trademark issue. It was some yeah, it was some trademark issue. Whatever, but whatever. Like between them and obviously the fact that Weird Al has a song on the Transformers soundtrack. Holy crap! Yeah, and obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had they ever like? I don't ever remember hearing anything else from them. I know that they probably did other things back then. Well, the funny thing about NRG is that no, they never recorded anything else in the eighties. Oh but, my god! Like, but like in the early two thousands, they—I don't know if they were still together or if they got back together. But they made an album, and it's uh, oh my god, it's around here somewhere, and I forget the title of it. I think it's called. Uh, it's some sort of Transformers pun, but I don't remember the title of it. But they recorded all the songs, or some of the songs that they had written back in the '80s, and uh, through through like a remixed version of uh, of of uh, oh god, the, I I keep wanting to say Symphony of Destruction. No, it's uh, Instruments of Destruction. It's Instruments of Destruction. It's not Make a Death. Instrument. Yeah, they threw on like a slight remix of that song. And they put it out, and I think it's like limited to a thousand copies or something. And I have one of them, so it's around here somewhere. Wow! Yeah, very cool, very cool. Yeah, absolutely love this. This but the thing. Vince DiCola score, I think, is what you're oh. going for. You y- well, no, both. I mean, both. Yeah, yeah I but mean, like it's... everyone talks about the soundtrack album that came out, but then there was like a whole other. There's a whole other album that came out years later that was yeah. the full the Vince Ticola yep. score. Yeah, uh, Intrada put it out, uh, I want to say 2014. Yeah, yeah, it was basically the 30th anniversary is yeah. when that, that happened. And, and you know, I have it. And I had seen two years after it released, I had seen, uh, I'd gone to uh, BotCon 2016 at the time, which was the... <laughs> last BotCon. Louisville, Kentucky ruined BotCon, folks. No, some people that work at BotCon ruined BotCon. Anyway, uh, I was only going to, they were putting on, because in Louisville they have, uh, they have 4th Street Live, which is basically this open air venue that they can put stages in and do musical acts and things like that. So it feels like you're outside because it's open air. It used to be the, the Galleria Mall and it used to be this giant glass thing. And it still is glass. It's not never not been glass, but it's now all opened up and everything else. So Stan and Vince were going to put on a free concert one night before uh, it was April 8th, 2016. So Lady Wreck and I, who's a, another frequenter of the Geek Cast Radio Network, uh, she she and I went down there and, and we saw the Stan and Vince concert because it's very rare that Stan and Vince get together for a concert. So we had to go see it and they had copies of the score on everything. CD, cassette, vinyl, they <laughs> had it on everything. I was like, damn, where was this 30 years ago? But, you know, hey, it works. It was fun. It was fun seeing Stan and Vince live and... Mm-hmm. It's just another part of the thing, and you know, you know, you're right. It's like every little piece of that music of that score, 
of Vince's st- like I, just off the top of my head, "Closing In" and "Twisted Planet" are two of my favorite tracks that they did besides the tracks that everybody knows, which is like the Death mm-hmm. of Optimus Prime and Autobot Decepticon Battle. And but "Closing In" is when they're chasing the Autobots when they're chasing them in the Revenge. Mm-hmm. And then Twisted Planet is when they show up on, or not show up, when they crash land on Quintessa. That that one in particular is a really good track. And when it's in the movie, it's so buried in the mix that you cannot hear it. Mm-hmm. So to actually get a clean version of this, I'm like, I've never, I've never heard this before. Because <laughs> it's it, like, because like when it starts, you know, it starts with the, the shuttle just, flying away from the camera mm-hmm. and it's so loud in the mix that you don't hear the music at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, uh, I don't know what else we want to say about this thing. 35 years later. Um, it's an old movie. <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. It, something else about the passage of time is that I remember when I, in the eighties, when I was a kid, I would look back at like, TV shows that were made in the sixties. And that was like, that seemed like it was like an eon ago. Like, Oh, the sixties were so long ago. This is the eighties. And now the eighties are like twice as, or like, it's like twice as long ago as what the sixties were back then. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. And it feels like the eighties are more relevant now today than they ever were. Certainly more than the sixties were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's just crazy. And it's crazy looking back on when all of this happened, when it was released, how old we all were at the time. And here we are 35 years later, still going back to the well of all sparks of this film, this franchise. And I, I've said this for 13 years now. You can like any version you want. Transformers is for everybody. We're all not going to have the same likes. The fact that I prefer Rodimus. I don't necessarily prefer him over Optimus. I just... Optimus Prime was, to me personally, was never a father figure. Yes, he gave good advice. Yes, Mm -hmm. he taught me lessons. But I never imprinted on him as, oh, this is, you know, Optimus Prime's your daddy. No, never did that. he kind of talks like people's dad. He's like, yeah. he's like, he's like the man of like, like meaningless platitudes. <laughs> That's how yeah. Optimus Prime yeah. talks. Yeah. It's like, there's a, there, I think he said something once that's like, there's a thin line between being a hero and being a memory. Yep. You know, he just had like those little one liners that dads say. Yeah. So I think that's, that's part of the reason why. Plus he oh, just yeah. sounded like a dad. Yeah, he did. Like, come sit on my knee, little man. Unless, you know that kind of shit. Yep. Unless you, uh, unless you l- listen to him in Night Rider. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, car. That's right. Or in the GoBots. <laughs> oh god. You know it's so funny. Where else Peter Cullen pops up? Like he's the voice of Nightstick in Rebirth, and I'm like, oh my god, like. Let go of me, you dirt. I'm like, oh my god, is that Optimus Prime? I mean, obviously he's playing a completely different character, but it's like... He plays a lot of characters in the Rebirth. I was kind of surprised just how many yeah. times he got cast. Yeah, but, yeah. I remember uh, Nightstick was kind of... He kind of like had this old 
mm-hmm. this old tiny voice is like, yeah, we're going to rub them out. I think that's yep. one of like two lines yep. he said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just so funny. And yeah, what's funny about the GoBots in particular is that the GoBots were already over by the time this movie came. Oh, out. I know it. The GoBots died before Optimus Prime did. <laughs> oh, you know what's even wor- what's even worse is um, is the- so again. I'm going through the the series, and what's even worse is certain things that happen in op- into Optimus in the series. So I was looking for some Laserbeak stuff because Laserbeak just made the top fifty kind of thing. And, uh, okay, where am I going to get a good laser beak squawk from? What scene? Oh, okay. I can grab this thing where Peter Cullen says, laser beak, you tinfoiled turkey. Mm. And I can then go get this other scene where laser beak is actually, they're, they're having to work on Optimus something. I forget which, it's the one where laser beak attacks him inside the arc. Yeah. And you see the super close up on his chest as the attack basically destroys his entire chest. I'm like, it's a good thing the Matrix wasn't in there yet. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, it's um, it's going to be crazy. All right. So, we I want to make sure these are two different nights, but or whatever. So, Fathom Events, as I said, uh, tickets for this event aren't on sale yet. Okay, that's fine. I just want to know when it is. Okay, they're doing a two-night event, Sunday, September 26th, and Tuesday, September 28th of this year. So that's what they're doing. Uh, Celebration 35th anniversary, yada, yada, yada. Uh, It's probably going to be, you know, the same experience, sort of. I mean, obviously, they're probably going to use the, like I said, the new 4K edition 4k transfer uh you know but it is what it is but yes folks you too can go see transformers the movie live in theaters sunday september 26th or tuesday september 28th yes so we'll have this link in the show notes and yeah i mean you got a favorite line from the movie Ooh, um, hmm. I would really have to think about that. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'd I'd have to think about it. I I really don't have anything that jumps out at me. (laughs) But there's so much that jumps out. Yeah, it's a very quotable movie. Um, not really a line, but I guess I'll go with the scene that is, uh, when they kind of quote, or paraphrase from uh, of mice and men with Grimlock. Yeah. With the Petra rabbits. I'm like, ah, ah, very, I see what you did there movie. Uh, (laughs) or I actually, I know, I know one and my sister laughed at this. It was, uh, the scene where the Dinobots come crashing into the save the day Mm -hmm. on, uh, in the, in the courtroom of the Quintessons and, uh, (laughs) and slag just kind of leans over and looks at the, Looks at the one guard that's like buried under the under the door. And he goes, "Excuse me." Well, that's because right before he went, uh, "Excuse me," like he burped oh. as he came in the door. Oh, oh, that ruins this. Because I thought it was just like him no. being sarcastic and courteous. No. Oh, no, no, no. He burps when he walks in. I'll have to re. I'll have to, re- I'll have to look yeah. at that again. 
Oh man, that whole scene though that that whole scene from the time they crash in to the oh man I I have it somewhere on YouTube or whatever maybe I'll embed it. It's basically it's the scene you know they've got more Sharktacons than we have photon charges. Well, let's uh, let's set up a demolition derby, and they go through, and the music kicks up, and everything. And I'm like, oh god, this is just so good. And then, of course, at the end, <laughs> didn't even bend defender. Um, no, but I mean, you know, one shall stand, one shall fall. I thought you were made That's of sterner line. stuff. I mean, there's all kinds of lines. I think. <sighs> I don't know if it's just my inner child because it happens every single time I watch it. I tear up at two moments in this movie. Obviously, when Hot Rod wrestles the Matrix away, mm-hmm. kicks kicks Galvatron out of Unicron's ass, mm-hmm. which I assume, I mean, we, we never really see which... I just always assume because Grimlock and them... Anyway... So he's got the matrix and, you know, he's holding it up and he's doing the whole thing. And you don't, as a kid, I never, like, they killed Optimus. I assumed he was gone. Never expected the ghost of Optimus. I never expected Force Ghost Optimus Prime to show up. Arise, Rodimus Prime. And then. Daddy! (laughs) No, 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 no. Uh,. And then at the very end, because it's famous last words that have been transferred onto the new leader. And it's just so simple and stupid. But, you know, it's Judd saying Autobots transform and roll out. It's like you're never going to hear, really hear Optimus say those ever Mm -hmm. again at that point at the end of that film. (laughs) Or so you thought. (laughs) Or so you thought. Yeah. You know, it's the only time they say it in the movie. Yes, first, uh, first they're going to bring him back as a zombie, controlled by the Quintessons or whomever the hell controlled him, mm-hmm. and then they're you know gonna go save him from the hate plague. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ah. Uh. But Transformers the movie, it is what it is. It it is awesome. It is something that I go back to every now and then. Uh, Obviously more recently now because of this and because of the top 100 Transformers characters countdown. Uh, I'm actually going to... So again, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, I had always wanted an audio recording. And 
by God, when the 20th anniversary came out, I made a, a full-on 86-minute audio recording of the film. Now that the new versions are here, it's like, oh, maybe I should update this. <laughs> <laughs> it's still all the same audio, but still, hey, at least I'll have a better better version of it than I did X number of years ago. All right, sir, where can the people find you online? They can find me at ravinghipster.com or patreon.com slash Mr. Neil. Uh, that'll take you to my, uh, well, obviously take me to Patreon <laughs> for $2 a month. You can get all my movie commentaries, which we have a, a commentary of this very movie. JT from Saskatoon joined me for it. And we have a bunch of like, we have like Star Wars commentaries and like commentaries of Netflix shows and just weird movies in general. And I have a gaming podcast called the gaming hipster, which is right here on, uh, right here on the Geekcast radio network. And you can also get like a deluxe version of it on the Patreon with like a pre-show stuff, after-show stuff, stuff that's like raunchy. So I cut it out of the podcast. So you get a you get like a deluxe version of the podcast if you give me your two dollars a month. And for twenty dollars a month, you can even tell me what movie you want me to watch, which I'm always amicable for that. Um, Are you sure? Because I not anytime soon, but in the future, I may just pay you twenty dollars for a certain film. Uh, I'm probably not going to like what I hear, but <laughs> it, it better not be. It better not be episode nine. <laughs> oh no 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 no. Okay, no. good. No no no. Something much better than that. Oh no. <laughs> oh, you already know. We argue about it all the time. Mm. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Continue the the, the, the promoting. <clears throat> um, that's pretty much it. I have a web comic called Decian at Decian.com. D a s i e n dot com. It has not updated in quite some time. Uh, it's going through some revision at the moment, so I'm um, still waiting on the damn swimsuit issue. Damn it! Yeah, the swimsuit issue. Uh, it's part of a larger uh, collection of stories, and I can't put it out and like have it be the only thing that comes out. It has to be part of the big collection. So that will be coming out at some point or another. But you I'm do kind of like understand the point of a swimsuit issue, right? It's a monthly magazine, and it's once a year that the swimsuit issue comes out. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's just for Sports Illustrated. I could put mine out anytime I want. I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, there's that. Um, I do art commissions for people. So if you want to pay me, you just uh, uh, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at at TV's Mr. Neil. Uh, Mr. is abbreviated. Uh, MR. Yeah. So you, there's that. Um, I think that's, I think that's the whole shebang at the moment. Oh, uh, uh, facebook.com slash raving dot hipster for the Facebook. Yes. The Facebook just drop the, the, (laughs) anyway, it's a bad uh, social network joke folks. All right. I am at TFU and Mike on Twitter. You can also follow at Geekcast radio and all the other networks updates there. Uh, TFU and podcast is going to be coming back soon ish. I don't know when exactly, but we have sort of a plan. I think, I don't know. I've always had this plan of redoing it right. Cause the first, the first time around was really rough until about episode 17. So uh, episode 17 is when we started season three and episode 17 is when I finally had full on co-hosts join me. But, uh, yes, there are plans. Yes, I'm thankful to everyone who has stuck around all these years. And I'm sorry for all the old audio. It 
I didn't know any better back then. I've <laughs> tried to I've tried to learn since then, even though it usually takes me about four hours to edit one episode. I go through every second of audio. I have to. If I don't, then she'll get left in. I'll say I want to put Rodimus saying this here. Autobots transform and And then if I skip it, then I won't put anything there and it'll be blank. All right, folks, we're going to get the heck out of here. As I said, TFG1 is coming back soon-ish. I know I've been promising that since 2014, but yes, we are. We have a plan, sort of. I just have to flush it out a little more, much like people want to flush out Wheelie. Are we sure that Wheelie just isn't a GoBot? You know, I he don't kinda think looks, he If you look at the toy, he kind of looks like one. Yeah, but I don't think he is. I, he's he's slightly cooler than a GoBot. I guess he's better slightly. than Scooter. Yeah, well, anybody's better than Scooter. Hell, T-Bob is better than Scooter. Oh, God. <laughs> and I hate T-Bob. Anyway... <laughs> Unleash the Transformers geek in you, and we will catch you next time here on the TFG1 podcast. Transform and roll out. Till all are one.